Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with DeIvory Edgecombe. DeIvory is an executive high-performance coach that helps working-class people achieve more in their lives by performing at a higher level consistently over a longer period of time. Uh, he's a best-selling author with the book Bridging the Gaps, created to help as many people as possible with a playbook to operate in life and business to achieve the success they deserve without the fear of constant and consistent failure. While DeIvory does love speaking and inspiring others, he's also a retired police officer, independent business owner, real estate broker, consultant, and best of all, a young father. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, man. Excited to have you on. We're talking a bit in pre-show about what you're up to, what you're doing. How about you give our audience some context? So where did you kind of start? I know that you're in the police force for, for 13 years, you said, and then you got the entrepreneurial bug. Tell us about that and then tell us about what you're doing right now so we kind of understand where you're at and what you're working on. Perfect. Police thing started with me a long time ago. Um, I came from a, a law enforcement family. So I grew up on the stories of police and, and how police was fun back then. You know, all of the stories that they had and just the impact of, you know, my family members who were law enforcement officers, they were having on people in the neighborhood because I grew up in Carroll City. Um, Carroll City, you know, Florida back then, you know, everyone hated the police like they hate now. So mm. It was an honor for me to watch my family, you know, change the mindset and change the mentality of certain people. And since I was a kid, I was always curious about, you know, how people think and why people do what they do, you know, what makes someone successful and what makes someone a failure. So having just that drive of trying to understand how people think, I moved into sports and sports has been my life all the way up into college. Um, I played uh, football. Um, I made it all the way from optimist to the collegiate level um, at FAU and actually helped put SAU on the map during the time that I was there. And the transition, um, what really got it was taking collegiate courses of psychology and really starting to really hone down on like, dude, this is it. Like all of my questions, all of my curiosity was answered when I got to college and I took psychology courses and it just opened me up. So after that, I've always said that if I didn't make it um, through football, obviously my goal and my aspirations was to become an NFL football player. When that didn't happen, I said to, hey, I've seen my parents, I've seen my family members make an impact on the community. I'm going to do that as well. So I went into police work and going into police work. It wasn't until I start meeting people throughout the job within the first four years that I was like, hey, man, maybe I can do this entrepreneur thing. Like first generation business guy in my family. Nobody's never talked about business, talked about starting and owning your own business or anything like that. It was always the failures or people are going to, you know, rob you or people going to steal from you or people just not going to be upfront and honest. So I was always curious about why. So I went into it and, you know, from 13 years on to when I finally retired, like the nine years in between, it's just been a glorious entrepreneurial roller coaster, as they call it. Both fun, learning, understanding, and being able to help people, man. And that's what it was all about. And what are you doing these days? High performance, Coach, talk to us about that, the kind of clients you work with, the kind of stuff that you, you get to do. Right. I initially started as just a marketing and a business consulting, you know, basics of every, of every business, right? <laughs> marketing and understanding business. And then when I really started understanding my real strength and what I was really good at, which was helping people perform, it was like subtle that I go back to doing the thing that I cared about when I was so young is just figuring out why people do what they do how to make them tick and how to get them to do the things that they needed to do. And I became a performance coach and I went back into um, sports. So I went 
helping collegiate athletes, helping little league athletes, you know, any, any athlete I can be around and ultimately, you know, getting some NFL athletes and, and working with top tier people. And from doing that, it really shows me that, hey, everybody can perform. They just need to know how. Take the professional all the way down to the everyday average person, which is what I was working a nine to five. If you know how to perform, you can get the results that you want in life. And it was just as simple as that. And I've been locked in since. It's it's really interesting because, for example, Tony Robbins kind of coined the term coach outside of sports and, right. and really brought that to to this idea around business and things like that, but, and in life coaching, et cetera, et cetera. And people kind of hear it. And I think that a lot of people don't really understand how effective the application of having somebody there to help you navigate this process and perform better is so important to your success. Like you can't just, you can't buy a plane and then go, cool, I'm a pilot, right? Like exactly. a lot of people do that with businesses or, exactly jobs or relationships or being a parent is a really good example. My wife does uh, coaching with, with moms and women who are pregnant and things like that. And it's like, cool, I'm just going to have a kid or I'm going to figure it out. It's like in my instincts. I don't, I don't really believe in that because otherwise the world would be doing much better than it is. I think there's a lot of issues that come back to that sort of stuff. And I think that when you look at being successful in anything, having someone there to guide you is so important. Now, a lot of people listening to this, they're business owners, they're health professionals, they're, they're experts. Talk to us about what makes a high-performance athlete successful where maybe somebody in a business or a job or a relationship, they're not looking at it the same way, they're not trying to perform, and they mm -hmm. sort of struggle. Well, I want to first bring that back to just the word success. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the category or, or the classification of a person a successful person is just someone moving towards a goal, you know, a worthy goal for them. For an athlete, it's, you know, whatever their pinnacle is for their sport. For a regular everyday person working a nine to five, it's just like, hey, let's make it through today. You know, if that's your goal, you're successful because you're moving towards it. Now, what makes someone a high performer is someone that is consistently performing at high levels over and over and over, over long periods of time. So there are high performance business people. There are high-performance athletes. There are high-performance doctors and lawyers. These people are pushing, pushing towards what? Whatever goal or whatever their life purpose that they deem is, they're pushing towards it. And that is what's sparking them. That is what's driving them to continuously do the things that most people don't want to do, do the things that most people say you shouldn't be doing. But hey, mm. it's getting results. And they understand that if they put in the work, and not just the work, because the work happens in everything. It's understanding the tips, the strategies, the knowledge, the mindset, and the, the tool set and skill set you're going to most high performers have and they're going to need to have to continue those, you know, long periods of time in performance. And it's hard. As I'm writing some things down here, I'd love to get your, your feedback on it. I think that, and I kind of know the answer, but I want you to share it for the audience. Sure. If we're looking at being a high performer, it's consistency that makes Correct. the difference. You can be an achiever and achieve something in the short term and then live off of that for the rest of your life in terms of like who I was, I was this, I achieved this thing. But if you want to be a high performer, you're, you're looking at all aspects and you're being consistent. You're not looking at things in isolation necessarily. You're understanding that everything affects everything, I assume, right? right. How much emphasis would you put on consistent 
purposeful effort towards achieving, for example, rather than just like they talk about it in sports, right? Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. You can't just shoot some hoops and muck around. You've got to think about the shot. You've got to practice the movement because you're conditioning your body to be able to have muscle memory for the shot, not just shooting some hoops. And it's the same thing with relationships, with business, et cetera. What are your thoughts on this? And let's dive down on this. Let's dive deep on it. Well, it's definitely perfect practice makes perfect, but it's understanding and having the clarity of understanding what are you practicing for? If you don't have the clarity for anything, you're going to get nothing. You know, take a, a, a person who works a regular job. Their thing is, oh, they get caught in the rat race of life, right? And then they get caught up in the cliches and the things that people are attaching to life, but it's not really their thoughts. It's not really their cliches. They're not the ones saying, hey, I'm in the rat race. No, everyone else is saying you're part of the rat race. Okay, so I guess I'm part of the rat race. That's their clarity. And if mm. they have that clarity, they're never going to be able to understand where they would want to go. Mm. You can take that same person who has some type of ambition, some type of drive, and they're like, hey, man, I just want more. Like, it's got to be more to life than this. Just that curiosity to be able to take in new knowledge. And mm. when they're able to take in new knowledge, they start reframing their beliefs. They start reframing their mindset. Their skill set becomes like, hey, look, this is what I am, but this is what I need. Like, I'm open to the change. I'm open and I'm ready to do that. And now it just becomes the tedious work of just every day, just getting 1% better, just getting mm. 1% better until they're actually someone who is enlightened or has all of this knowledge. And then they're running it's baby steps. They crawled first, then they start to stumble. And now when they stand up on their own two feet and their bones just have this calcified and they're good to go, they're running. So when you see high performance people in the world today, they're running and you can't compare yourself to a runner when you don't know how much work they put in to get there mm. because belief is a big thing, right? We had 9-11 happen here in the U.S. That's belief all day. Forget mm. the tragedy of what happened. These people believed that they would cause a change by doing what they do. Mm. Forget the impact that they had on people, right? It was their belief. So if belief is that strong and will cause people like that to do some terrorist act to kill a whole bunch of people. They don't see what they killed. All they see is I changed America's outlook on us. Mm. Now, how can you solidify that belief for yourself to say like, hey, I'm where I am today and I want to be like this in two, three years. Mm. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but mm. tomorrow you need to wake up every day and say, you know what? I believe I can. And then the next day you wake up, I believe I can. And the next day you wake up, it's like, I believe I can. So I believe turns into I know. And when you start, I know, and now you're crawling. Beliefs are thoughts that we've just accepted to be true and have stopped thinking about them. And you can have disempowering beliefs and you can have empowering beliefs. And neither of them are necessarily objectively true. Correct. But having a disempowering belief is only going to hold you back from a potential right? Potential future. And having an empowering belief is only going to empower you towards that. So you might as well fill yourself up with empowering beliefs, even if they're not objectively true, such as it's possible, I can, I'm going to, it's a matter of time. But with that belief, you've got to have some actions to, towards actually making it happen. You can't just be super positive and sitting there and hoping the universe brings it to you. But I think that the point that, that I'm trying to make, and I, and I know that you know, you'd make this too, is that people get too caught up in how I think Tony Robbins calls it like the tyranny of, of how. And it's, it's this idea that if you said, I want to make a million dollars or I want to do this, 
immediately our brain thinks about how, but you can't know how, because if you did know, you'd be doing it. Or if you did know, you could just have it or you could just begin. Like, it's like, I want to walk to the shops. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm just going to walk to the shops. Like, it wouldn't be a very long thought process because you just know how, so you're just going to do it. But if you're like, how am I going to make make a million dollars and you're broke, suddenly you're thinking from a context that can't give you the answer because the answer's not there in that world, you know, that worldview or that belief system or the strategies, you don't have them. And so when we focus on the what and define it and go, this is what I'm going after, we've got a direction. When you have a why, you've got a reason to actually go and do it. Because a lot of people want stuff and they're like, I know exactly what I want, but they don't do anything even with the, with the treasure map to follow because they don't have reasons behind it. And I've definitely found that in my own life. I find that with my clients too, right? It's like what and why far outweigh it. Filling yourself with belief keeps you going. And then it's that consistency over time. You can't just want it for six days. You know what I mean? You go, oh, didn't come. Like it's, it's that consistent effort. And back to what you said with kids, a, a great analogy that, that I always use is like your kids learning to walk. I've got a two-year-old and I've got a four-month-old. I watched my two-year-old learn to walk. My, my three-month-old is going to start walking, you know, in, a, in some months. And it's like when they are trying to walk and they fall over, at what point should we as good parents, as good friends say to them, hey, look, you've tried, you've failed, like, just give up, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, just maybe walking's not for you. You know, maybe you should just sit in a chair. Maybe you should crawl because uh, you're hurting yourself. You know what I mean? Look at your bloody knees. Look at your hands. Like, I think you should give up. Best part I tell my, my, my anybody who I interact with and my, my coaching clients and stuff as well. When you look at kids, you want to think of the word uh, resiliency. Why? Mm-hmm. Resiliency to them is them just getting up, continuing to try. Resiliency to us is defined as something, right? So we all have infinite potential, right? We said that in the beginning, but you don't know. You don't know where you can go. And most people never push themselves. The reason you don't know and the reason you'll never push yourself is because you adopted a belief at some earlier point in life that you couldn't do something that may be fed upon something else. And then another thing I also coach on is the words. Words play a big, important factor about how you move. So we can go back and take the word want. Do you want it or do you just say that you want it? But the word never changed. I said I want it, but yeah, I kind of want it. And then people throw connotations. I kind of maybe should have wanted. Maybe someone, I sometimes want it. No, if you want something and you fully want it, you'll be in full conviction and full belief that you want it. There's that word again. So. Mm People throw out a lot of different words, but some of the words that really matter is the belief. Do you have the belief underneath that one? Because if you do, you move mountains. You'd move mm-hmm. mountains and do whatever you need to do. One of the old examples is show a mother her kid underneath a car and she'd lift 3,000 pounds immediately. Mm. Does that mother go to the gym? Who knows? She does or she doesn't. Forget her aspects and, and her attributes. At that moment, she wants to get her kid from underneath that car and she's going to find some freak strength out of nowhere to move that car and get that kid up. Tell me why people can't do that in their life. They do just in fleeting aspects and parts of their life, which is where my book bridging the gaps came from because I start realizing and start understanding one, that book is not, I, I didn't want to, it was a challenge, but if I had to be challenged on something, it was challenging on something that could help people. So that's what that book is showing. Hey, look, 
you know how to achieve success, not just once, but back to back, over and over. But what happened? Certain things in that book and certain principles in that book, people forget, just like curiosity. If you were curious every day, which is my favorite chapter, because it got it, it propelled me to be who I am today. When you stop being curious, you just accept everything as it is. The moment that you're curious and the moment you start saying, like, do I really want that? Now you're in full control of your, of your world, of your universe to say, like, hey, am I going to put energy, effort towards this or not? Do I really want it? And then if you can discard it and say, nah, I don't really want that. I just said I wanted it, but I don't. Mm. Those are the moments that if you would have checked yourself numerous times from all of these other wants in your mind, you will start realizing and you'll be in full conviction like, hey, how do I feel? What is my body resonating with right now? I really want that. Did I tie that to a future goal? Did I tie that to a future objective? This is why I'm going to move towards it other than just saying, yeah, I want it. Because that want can fade. And we don't, you don't know what that time period is. It could be the day. It could be the six days, like you said. You don't know that time period, but why waste that time and energy? Because the most important currency you can't get back is time. Mm. So utilize it. High performers know this stuff. High performers are always worrying about time. When you see the big business guy, they're always saying, like, I don't have time for that. Or how do I buy time? Because it's never about the money. They're trying to figure out how to buy more time. When you're when you're about to die, what are you trying to do? Buy more time. You will you will literally take your whole savings, your 401k, everything else to say, hey, look, whatever doctor can can fix me. Here's the money. Pay for it. You'd go broke trying to buy time. Yeah. Full conviction. Why can't you do that in your normal life? I think that people don't understand this. Like I've talked about this before with people on the show and it's a consistent thing that keeps coming back up like if for those of you listening to the show and you listen for a while the consistent things that come up is you need a mentor or a guide because don't reinvent the wheel Correct. you need to be find someone who can help show you how to get there you need to be consistent with your effort you need to have belief and you need to understand you know the game and the game is time time is the resource that's universally uh, and equally distributed uh you don't know how much you have you've got a bank account where it's slowly being spent from and it's coming out 168 units of time are leaving your bank account every week. You don't know how much is in there. So what are you doing with it? And people don't get that because they can just, they just have time. It's like the one thing that they just, it's like if you gave someone a whole lot of money and they didn't really understand it and they were just using it, they're going to spend it on random crap because it feels nice in the moment. And then one day they're going to go broke and they're going to go, oh crap. And then they're going to say, I wish I had have known about money. And so they're going to go out there and, you know, tell people all about it. And you see that all the time. You see people who have got to the end of their lives and they, you know, regrets and things. I think that the, the best piece of advice that I ever heard and, and, and Gary V talked about this is, you know, go and go and go to an old folks home, go to talk to a bunch of people uh, who had dreams, who didn't, you know, take steps towards them and who now don't have any time left and feel their regret and then use it as fuel for yourself. And I think that, you know, you have to learn from, you have to learn from other people. What did, I think it was Napoleon Hill. I can't remember who it was. I'm going to butcher it. They basically said, you know, anyone can learn from their own mistakes, but paraphrasing smart people learn from other people's mistakes. And time is a big one. You know what I mean? You have to, you got to understand the game. Like when we talk, when, when we say rich people were trying to buy time, people always say things, no, they're trying to make more money or they're trying to get their business better. I'm like, yeah, but fundamentally what underlies that is time. I only have so much time, so I'm going to hire somebody to do it on their time and not my time. 
so that there's a multiplication that happens. Um, if I'm hiring a mentor, it's to compress the time it takes to do the actions to get me to the next step. If I'm employing, employing a strategy and I'm spending money on a strategy, it's to create leverage on my time to produce a greater result on the unit of time that I have because there's certain things that I want to spend my time on that only I can spend my time on. And there's things that I shouldn't be spending my time on. Listening to the news, watching Netflix, this is not a good way to spend your time. Spending it with your family is and spending it on things that, that move you forward are. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you clear this up with your audience right now with the whole consistency of understanding. Because to your credit, people like you and I exist because we are that lower level, middle level to the higher level of people in their mind who they believe are higher, right? We're that medians to say like, hey, look, my goal is to try to pick you up and pull you up. This is why you do what you do. This is why I do what I do. Because eventually we're going to pull someone up, right? But what's missing, and you can't continue to explain this, and I break this down in my coaching and I had to understand it myself. It's almost as if when you start talking about leverage and higher levels and buying time and things like that, bro, you're talking in a whole nother language to the uninitiated, like people who have no knowledge. They've heard it, but they don't really know it. They haven't really conceptualized it, right? Because curiosity is one. And that other big thing that's always talked about is time. So when you talk about time, time is going to be on a gradient. Say, hey, look, I can tell you everything I've learned and try to cut your learning curve down. The one thing that's missing from a professional aspect and even from a personal aspect of a person, no one's asking, are you ready to learn? Are you ready to understand? I can tell you till I'm blue in the face because it's my passion. I love it. I take so much pride in learning what I've learned to be able to help people and to teach it to them, but you can't teach the person if they're really not ready. Mm -hmm. So, which is why this pattern of, we talk about this all the time. So, hey, listeners, which podcast did you hear then? What number was that? So now, whatever number that it was that you heard, where are you now? And if you're still saying the same things, hey, you still got to cut your time down because, yeah, you can hear it. But are you getting closer to understanding it or are you just hearing it? Because if you don't understand it, we're not speaking the same language and I'm never going to get through to you. And you're going to go hear it somewhere else and you go hear it somewhere else. And at some point it clicks like, dude, everybody keeps saying the same thing. I guess that's it. And you're still not curious enough to know it and do it for yourself. And that's where I can the practical doing of how to perform and to do it consistently. And when you do it, you'd be like, dang, now I really get it. That's like a kid when they like, oh, yeah, you kept bumping your head and you wasted so much time because you wasn't curious enough to lock it in. It was just, yeah, I heard it. Because knowing, knowing and doing are, are two completely separate things. And you There's can know a, a lot of stuff. Doing gap. I call but it the doing is skill. Doing it is a skill. And doing it consistently is a skill. You got to train yourself. Like people think that, you know, you just, you now, have the right strategy. Doing it is courage. Doing it consistently is skill. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that's a better way of putting it. I like that. I like that because you sometimes forget. Like I know that when I got into coaching, like I, I work with health professionals and practice owners to help them be
be more successful in practice. And when I started doing that, I didn't realize how valuable uh, certain skills I had. I didn't understand how people didn't know how to do certain things. And it required me to really step back and go, man, a lot of people don't get this because some of the things that I'm just doing and I just know others don't or aren't implementing on. And I, and I think that people don't realize that it requires you to know what you want, know why you're doing it. So you know where you're going and then practice and practice and practice and have courage and do it and really train yourself to be consistent in your implementation over time, despite the result, right? Like you got all these stories, Walt Disney, 300 banks or whatever, before they said yes to him, I think it was, he got fired from a newspaper because they said he had no creativity. Like it's classic. It's all over the place. And it's this consistent story, but we can hear things. It's just, are we going to have the courage to go and do it? And then are we going to practice and develop the skill of being consistent at doing it? Because everyone loves to look at somebody who's successful and make reasons why they're successful and therefore why I'm not. Why do you think people do that? What's your take on, I got my own take, but what's your take on why people will always create reasons why that's like that and why it can't be for me? They're fighting, they're fighting numerous battles on all different fronts, which is why people like me exist. I always wanted to know where people like me was when I needed them coming. up, And it's still to a point that people don't understand what a performance coach is. Like everything that you're talking about, when you say, go get a mentor, when you say, go get someone to help you get a performance coach. If you're having issues doing the doing, which is just courage. If you lack courage and you don't do you need to go talk to a performance coach about that or figure it out yourself and figure out why you're not doing it because you're missing clarity. So like I said, the things that you're talking about can be broken down into simple things, right? People are fighting multiple battles on that aspect of your question, but it just, there's three things. These three points runs your whole life. Life, professional, guaranteed. You can, I can give you any scenario, any um, example of how this plays out. And you've already seen it, but you just didn't know. You know, it's only three words. Clarity, energy, courage. Mm-hmm. And those are just three points of high performance. Those three points can run the world right now. If you have clarity and you have full conviction, with clarity comes belief. With belief comes confidence. With, with, with clarity comes action, right? But how can you move and take action when you have no energy? So clarity affects your energy. Clarity makes you want to get up and get moving and do and and actually take the action, which is the energy. And then the courage, the courage is the doing this. And this is where people fail. One or three of those are off every time. And instead of checking one or three of those, it's, Hey James, man, like I know what to do, man. Can you just tell me why am I not doing or how? And then you go into trying to figure that out with them subtly you're never going to get to the, those three aspects because you're just looking from the being of a person like, hey, you're another professional like I am. Like, yeah, man, let me talk to you. Let me give you some strategy. Let me give you some tips. But that person never went inward to figure out who they are as a performer. And until you know who you are as a performer, you're either going to be successful in whatever field you're doing, whether you work a job or you own your own business, or you're just going to be that person like we're talking about, never getting it, never able to get it to connect. Because another word in that whole problem is consistency. That's another word that's thrown out. Oh, we got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. 
break consistency down and tell me where a person is going to fail at consistency. Habits. Mm. Have bad habits, bro. You, you can't be consistent with bad habits. You can't do a consistent good thing with bad habits. So now you have to fight that person on their habits and their routines and what they're doing. Because now when you can correct that, they can consistently do it properly. Mm. You're telling someone to consistently do something good when they've always done it bad. So now they're, they're in a fight with duality. I know I could. I know I want to. Shoot, I just can't get it together. Because that's a fight they have to do with themselves and you have to help them with it. Mm. So they can get the reframe and believe like, hey, you've been doing this. And another thing, there is no universal right or wrong. Everyone is living their life. So, hey, in order for you to get this, just understand that you've been doing this wrong. So let's not do that again. Let's try to find a new way, a new right way to do it to where you get that result. Mm. Because now people don't never want to be wrong. People are always going for what they believe is right or, you know, looking for someone to validate that they're right. And sometimes that they're wrong. So they're going to go to the wrong people. Hey, man, this person said, yeah, but look at their results. No, nah, no, nah, but they're doing it, too. OK, mm. well, because they don't want to be singled out. It's not just me. It's everyone else. Hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm with you. Come on. What result are we looking for now? Let's come on. Let's just stop. Let's get there. Let, let's see where we're going, because I know you want to consistently do this, but we can't even use that word consistent until we break you down and figure out what you're doing. And then when we figure that out, all I want you to do is do this every day. Take a person who can't get to the gym consistently, health and fitness, right? Easy. Whatever they're reframing their mind of what, why they don't want to go to the gym, I can easily change that because all I want you to do, hey, do me a favor. If you can't do it for you, do this for me. If you do this, I promise you're going to go to the gym consistently and you're actually going to do whatever you need to do. Okay, great. What do I need to do? Just go to the gym and put your foot in the door. What? Just do me a favor. Just go to the gym, put your foot in the door. Let me know when you did that today. And then tomorrow, I want you to go in the gym and put half your body through the door. The next day, I want you to go to the gym and get inside, close the door behind you. And then the next day, once you're in, take one step. I'm building. I'm building you. Notice I didn't tell you what to do, what to do afterward. Mm. Because psychology, bro, you just, as soon as you get there, shoot, I'm gonna, let me go jump on the treadmill. I didn't even tell you how you're going to get fit. I just need you to get through the door. Mm. That's all I need you to do. I can help you get consistently there every day because now you're no longer worried about, oh man, the weights or people are always on the machines. Dude, I just got to get through the door. Once I get through the door, my body's going to go on autopilot. And then when I walk in, I'm like, nobody's on, nobody's on the treadmill today. Nobody's on the squat rack. Oh man. I can't even have that conversation with you about what workout, what workout routine you're going to do because you, you haven't even got your body physically through the door. So let yeah. me get your body physically through the door first, and then we can start working on your workout later. But just do that consistently for me first. People don't need more information. They don't need more strategies. They don't need exactly. the what workout. They need to have action and consistency of being there. And, and I think that it's, it's funny you say that because we all make up reasons as to why we can't do something or why something's difficult or why, why, why. But if we actually simplify it down 
I'll give you a really good example, right? Everyone needs to have the shoes. They need to have the yoga pants. They need to have the membership. They need to do this. And then got to go to the gym and then I got to park and it's going to take time. And, and I'm like, why don't you just uh, run to the gym and whatever you're wearing and then yep. uh, run home and don't change your clothes. Like it's, it's overcomplicating. And I see this with, oh, with yeah. my practice owners, it's creating reasons, creating complexity to do the thing. If there's all these rules in place that must be ticked off before I can do the thing, we're creating this barrier and we might believe in them, but it's the job of a high performance coach. It's the job of a mentor to help you see that those things are not necessary. And you only know that they're not necessary. If you've, if you've been through it, if you've seen it, if you've overcome it, hence why finding the right way to do things uh, from somebody who's already done it is going to be the easiest way of having success because you can sit, you can, they, they can see the pitfalls that you can't see to overcome if, that. If you just remain curious, you just your curiosity alone would get you to learn so much. It's like, dude, how does that person operate like that? Mm. Like, why did he do that? Why is he telling me to just walk through the door? Like, I don't get it. That's the point. This is the whole point of life, doing life with people. No, no one person on this earth is meant to just be alone by yourself. You're meant to live life. You're meant to grow. You grow through others. You grow through people. Napoleon Hill, mastermind. Why is that such an important point for him? Because when you get around other people, it opens up your mind and opens up your intellect. If you're home, which is what COVID happened, how are you masterminding? For the people that are not thinking, they're just, oh, man, I, I used to go to work. I, I miss going to the gym. I was around people. And then look what happened. Zoom says, hello. <laughs> you guys can use Zoom, duh. Oh, man, I really can use Zoom. The best marketing thing Zoom did. Hey, you can use your phone too. Oh man, really? I don't got to be stuck to the computer? Done. Only the curious people would have just been like, dude, how can I? Just mm. like you said, how can I make a million dollars? Shoot. All of the things, the moment you start thinking negative about like, dude, I, oh man, that's, don't even think about that no more. It's think, well, how else? Because mm. curiosity gets you to reframe everything outside of what you normally do. And this is just one aspect of life that you are diminished when you are growing up. And if people would just understand just certain principles of life, and so are your viewers. When you were younger, and this is the question I'm going to ask everyone watching us. When you were younger, you dreamed and you daydreamed and all of this stuff, if you did or if you didn't. But at some point you did. And then at some point someone told you, stop doing that. No, pay attention, do your work. No, pay attention, focus. Because when a kid comes into the world, like we spoke about, the kid is resilient. They're just living and, and observing. Everything's new to them. Oh my God, don't touch the stove. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna touch the stove anyway, because I need to feel it. I need to understand what it is. You can tell me all day. They need to do that. But at some point you start adopting someone else's belief. And the first time you did that at life, you might not ever know, it just stacked on top of stack, on top of stack. So now you're just a suppressed person. You're just walking around, doing what everybody else does, saying what everybody else, just believing everything else. Even when you deep down, don't believe it because now you're afraid to speak up for yourself and be who you are. They've done studies with this. They had people in a room and they they had it so that the, everyone was actors except for the, the one participant and they were at the end of the line and That's they're awesome. asking them questions like, you know, what's one plus one and, you know, which ruler is longer and which circle is bigger and which color is darker and things like that. And they went through and, and the, you know, you'd have to raise your hands and say, who, see, who thinks this one? Who thinks that one? And then they'll, or they'll ask them an order or whatever. 
And eventually they started changing it up. So where everyone agreed, they then started, the actors, half of them started saying, no, that one's darker. Yeah. No, this one's longer. Yeah. yeah. Until everyone else was doing it. And then the person started to, initially they resisted. They said, no, that, that one's not. And then eventually they complied and they just did what everyone else did, even though they knew that wasn't the, the one, because there's this, this thing in us to be part of the group for survival. But the benefit of living in today's day and age is you can find different groups to be a part of. And it's, it's up to you to, to, to be curious enough to look at what are those people doing? Why, why are they having this success and, and these groups aren't? What are they doing differently? How are they thinking differently? How are they acting differently? How can I maybe be around that, be part of that, imply those strategies? It's, Curiosity it's, it's tired, you know, yeah, Curiosity tired, and it's only people like you and me who promote, be yourself, be curious. It's only when you're curious, you find things, you, you figure out things, you figure out yourself, you figure out the world, you figure out what you want to do, you figure out your family. But instead, we're living in a world of conformity because everyone needs to follow the, the next trend. And then someone wants to follow the trend instead of being instead of being a trendsetter. Oh, I'm going to follow the trend because everybody's making money from it or people are getting famous from it. OK, well, why don't you be a trendsetter? No, 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 no. If I do this and I get in right now, this is the wave. OK, well, if everybody's on that wave, are you really free to maneuver? How about go to another wave? Go ride another. There, it's an abundance of waves. You're in the same ocean. It's in abundance. Go over there and get another one. Start your own lane. Feel better about yourself because when you ride and you got freedom, now you can do stunts on the waves. You get it? Mm. This is not being promoted now. Like the things that's going on right now from a high performance standpoint is very easy to pick them out and know exactly who they are because they're crushing it. And why mm. are they crushing it? Because they are just being them. That's their 100% being. People says Elon Musk is an a-hole, right? Oh, that guy's wrong but he don't apologize for being who he is and being who he is got him where he's at. And if you want to know who he hangs around, it's probably people with more than him. That's how it works. These principles are being shown by high performers every day, but people don't see it. They get the conformity aspect of reframing all, oh, you know, you are the five people you hang around. Or if I want to try to hang around and be an influencer, they don't want to hang around me. Great. Use that as fuel to become an influencer. Become what you want to be, and they'll easily accept you and help you and, and teach you on top of that. But people don't see it that way. Just like yeah. James. Hey, James, how can I get on your show, buddy? And you're like, okay, well, well, what value can you bring to someone else? James, I just want to be on the show, and I just want to look cool and be on the podcast with you. No. How are you helping? Man, James don't never want me to be on the show. You see? In my world of high performance, I'm the one to say, hey, snap him out of it. Dude, shut up. What can you bring to the world? Everyone, everyone has something. You have something. So when you ask, what am I doing now on the off seasons? This is the stuff I've now learned to transition to because it hit me last year, especially during COVID. I'm like, yo, how can I bring more? How can I bring more value to the world? How can I, you know, just do something for people? Forget being known. Forget people knowing who I am. How can I help? So now it's like, you know what? This time it's to do it. So I created my own high performance community. It's a group on Facebook. And it's basically like, hey, look, we challenge, you know, the conformity. Go against the grain. I want you to come in there and be your authentic self. You have a question? Dude, raise your hand. Say something. You need to know something. You need you want to know something? Ask. Someone in the group there has value. So it's promoting everyone in the group with their own unique value to speak up and do something in the world. That's what we're put here for. We're all put here to impact each other. 
But most people just sit back and wait to be impacted. So mm-hmm. impact, they have to be taught that again because I'm looking at everybody like their kids again. Hey, look, I don't care how old you are. You might be older than me and you might be younger than me, but at some point you were suppressed. So when you come in this group, be yourself, ask questions. You know, when we jump on calls, like say something, ask, I don't care. No question is outlandish. Just like I tell everybody, there's no universal right and wrong. Be yourself. Once you start doing that, your being coming, your inner being, you're going to eventually become a high performer if you're not already. And then your health and fitness goes up. Your cortisol levels go down. You're less stressed about anything. And mind you, I didn't even tell you to meditate yet. That's just because you're already operating who you are. And when you do that, dude, the world bends to you. Look at any high performer you know. They walk with confidence. They talk with confidence. They answer whenever they want to. I don't want want to answer your question. (laughs) The the Facebook trial. (laughs) That was awesome. Just Zuckerberg has been known to be quiet, right? Never spoke. Hey, Mr. Zuckerberg, you need to say this. I don't need to speak. That's what my lawyer here for. Oh, he's a dick. No, he's a, he understands himself. He's not going to conform to what you want him to do. He knows maybe if he speaks, he messes up. Who knows? Mm. But when you see things like that, and I watch that, I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's awesome. He's being himself. Look at his poise. Look at his character. Look at his body language. Everything resonates with you. And if you want true health and fitness, health and fitness starts within yourself first and then everything else bends to it and then you use the world as your gym you know COVID all the gyms closed so dude get out and go run, run go run around the block if you're in a mountainous state oh my god run the hills that's better than running incline on, on the treadmill like mm. think outside the box and when you resonate with yourself all of these things come into play and you're now like the world is bending to me you wake up every day like what can I do today? I was I woke up today excited to be on this show because I didn't even know how much of it related to health until I started thinking. I'm like, oh my goodness. No wonder why I wake up at four in the morning. Like, not because I want to. I wake up because it's a lot I have to get done. But I need that one hour of gym time for myself. I need to go run. I need to go with if it's weights, I go to the gym. If it's not, I go run around the block. I do sprints. I, I make things hard on myself just because I'd be like, you know what? I accomplished this. I did it to myself because I've been years of coaches doing it to me. <laughs> and all of so, the stuff, all of the stuff adds up, you know what I mean? And and oh, yeah. people people look at it as I need this one thing to achieve my goal. It's like, no, it, it they, forms a foundation. How you do everything is how you they, do everything. And um, look, dude, I want to, I want to segue here. I'm conscious of your time. Where can our audience connect with you online? If they're, if they're interested in more of the stuff that they're wanting to, to lift their level of performance up. Connect dot diveryedgecom.com so connect dot diveryedgecom.com has all of my social medias has trainings has you know a video all about me it's just one page where you can go that spreads you out anywhere and everywhere that you would want to learn further or learn more so one thing i would love for you to do is go to connect dot diveryedgecom.com and join the join the aex community Join. I would love for you to open open yourself up, become who you are, become who you resonate with. And if you don't know that, we'll help you figure it out. Amazing. Thank you so much, dude. There's been so much value in this episode. I really appreciate you and um, love your energy. You take care. Take care, man. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue 
impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.